January the 9th, 2024, 2 Samuel, chapter 4, eyes wide open. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for your word this morning. You indeed are an awesome God. Grace and peace, my brothers and sisters. My name is RJ, and I welcome you to another episode of God is Faithful and Just with all things being relational. Father God, we thank you this morning. Thank you for this day, the day that you have opened our eyes on this side of eternity and given us the absolute assurance that you indeed are God. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Father God, what will we do without you? Your everlasting love and enduring grace, your peace that surpasseth all understanding, your love that cast out all fear. What would we do without you, Lord God? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, glory, glory, hallelujah. There is nothing that we could do without you, Lord God, even though in our minds we think we can. We know that without you, we're nothing. So thank you, Lord Father God, for this opportunity to lay before you, to bask in your presence, to lay at your feet, and allow you to prepare our minds, our hearts, to receive this day our daily bread. We look forward not only just to receive, Lord Father God, but to do all that you've created us to do. You be blessed. You be honored. You be glorified. In the mighty and majestic name of your Son, Jesus, we pray. Glory, 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 hallelujah. And family, I thank you on today. Thank you for allowing me yet another opportunity to be with you in your intimate moment as you share the word of God. We thank you and we appreciate you and we consider it an honor and a privilege. We are in the second book of Samuel chapter four and the Lord has allowed us to entitle this particular episode, Eyes Wide Open. And thus far in the story we have Israel basically fighting against itself. David, king in Judah, and Ishbosheth in the north, east of the Jordan. We are finding that lives are being taken based on the nature, the human nature we discovered on yesterday, of man's emotions and, and not the wisdom of God's intervention. However, we learn that ultimately, because of God's foreknowledge, and because of his sovereignty, his plan will come to pass. Holy Spirit, we ask you right now in the precious name of Jesus, lead us, guide us, govern us. We are open to your guidance. You be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. 2 Samuel chapter 4, eyes wide open. When Ishbosheth, Saul's son, heard that Abner had died at Hebron, his courage failed and all Israel was dismayed. Now Saul's son had two men who were captains of raiding bands. The name of the one was Bana, and the name of the other Rechab, sons of Ramon, a man of Benjamin from Beroth. For Beroth was also counted part of Benjamin. The Berothites fled to Githiam 
and have been sojourners there to this day. Jonathan, the son of Saul, had a son who was crippled in his feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel, and his nurse took him up and fled. And as she fled in her haste, he fell and became lame. And his name was Melphibosh, was Melphibosheth. Now the sons of Ramon, the Berethite, Rechab, and Bana set out, and about the heat of the day they came to the house of Ishbosheth as he was taking his noonday rest. And they came into the midst of the house as if it were to get wheat, and they stabbed him in the stomach. Then Rechab and Bana, his brother, escaped. When they came into the house, as they lay on his bed, as he lay on his bed in his bedroom, they struck him and put him to death and beheaded him. They took his head and went by the way of Arabah all night and brought the head of Ishbosheth to David at Hebron. And they said to the king, Here is the head of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, your enemy, who sought your life. The Lord has avenged my lord the king this day on Saul and all his offspring. But David answered Rechab and Bana, his brother, the sons of Ramon, the Berothothite, As the Lord lives, who has redeemed my life out of every adversary, when one told me, Behold, Saul is dead, and thought he was bringing good news, I seized him and killed him at Ziklag, which was the reward I gave him for his news. How much more when wicked men have killed a righteous man in his own house on his bed? Shall I not require his blood at your hand and destroy you from the earth? And David commanded his young men, and they killed them and cut off their hands and feet and hanged them beside the pool at Hebron. But they took the head of Ishbosheth and buried it in the tomb of Abner at Hebron. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for your word this morning. Eyes wide open. Glory, hallelujah. Family, with Abner gone, the scripture made it clear that Ishbosheth's weakness as a leader is even more evident, even to the tribe of Benjamin. Not long after Abner's death, Two of Ishbosheth's military officers gained entrance into the king's house and stabbed him to death. Then they cut off his head and took it to David at Hebron, hoping to be rewarded for their action. When they arrive, the two brothers connect their assassination with the Lord's vengeance, saying, and I quote, Here is the head of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, your enemy who sought your life. The Lord has avenged my Lord the King this day on Saul and on his offspring. To their surprise family, David does not seem at all happy over the news of Ishbosheth's death and orders that the murders themselves or the murderers be put to death. Once again, David claims no responsibility for the elimination of any rival, whether Saul, Amna or Ishbosheth. In each case, he is angry and dismayed, the scripture says. The bodies of the assassins are hung near the pool in Hebron as a warning to all and as a sign 
that David believes in justice. After the death of Ithbosheth, there is no other member of Saul's family who can be considered a serious contender for the throne. Jonathan, however, did have a son named Mephibosheth, but he had been crippled as a child, it says in verse 4. But years later, David made sure that he was well taken care of in fulfillment of his covenant with Jonathan, if you remember. And we'll read that later, I believe it's in chapter 9. What has the Lord laid on my heart concerning the title, Eyes Wide Open? Why this title? Because I believe that the Lord has allowed me to see, eyes wide open, to see that through the human nature of man, our choices, our emotions, our fleshly ambitions, and His, God's foreknowledge, he will ultimately use it to bring to fruition his plan. Family, God is not going to allow our emotions to get in his way. There is so much we may not understand concerning the mind of God as we look at the past, present, and future. However, we can, as we are strengthened by the Holy Spirit, come to the conclusion that God has a destination that humanity is destined for and regardless of our finite thinking and often selfish activities, it will come to pass. Our eyes being wide open delivers assurance. This assurance is produced by faith. This assurance is made full by hope. This assurance is confirmed by love this assurance is the effect of righteousness and the effect of righteousness will be peace and the result of righteousness quietness and trust forever and family this assurance is abundant in the understanding of the gospel it's an imperative it's imperative family i say again to understand the gospel of Jesus. The scripture says in Colossians chapter 2 verse 1, I believe it is, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the riches of the full assurance of understanding that the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Father God, you are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be lifted up, to, ex to be exalted, to be magnified. And in our finite thinking and, and wisdom and in our emotions, we lift you up right now, Father God. We lift you up as as capable as we possibly can. And we ask that in our finite being, that your infinite wisdom and knowledge, love and grace, overtake us and lead us and guide us 
into all truth. That is through your Holy Spirit, Father God. And Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you that we can lean into you, that we can glean from you, that we can receive this day our daily bread, knowing that you are leading us, you are guiding us, you are our source of faith and our absolute rule of conduct. Regardless of what we think, feel, or believe even at times, we know that it does not replace your truth. Your truth is the only truth. And that we acknowledge right now today. We lean not to our own understanding, but we acknowledge you in all our ways and allow you to direct our path. We bless you, Father God. We praise you, we exalt you. In the mighty and majestic name of your Son, Jesus, we pray. Glory, 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 hallelujah. Family, do be encouraged on today. Do be enlightened by the word of God. Let it lead you, guide you, and direct you. Don't be distracted by your feelings, by your emotions. Be led by the truth of the living God. And those of you, my friends, who do not clearly understand these words on today, it's because of sin. Sin has blinded us all at some point in our lives. But God said, if you confess your sins to him, he is faithful, he is just, to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. You call upon the name of Jesus out of your mouth as Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead to pay the penalty, the price for your sin, you shall be saved. And we want to walk with you, family. We love you. Grace and peace be upon you. And we look forward to being with you here again on tomorrow. In the meantime, family, be a blessing to those around you. Glory, hallelujah.